that's what I thought. Yeah, what's up, technology? You need your fucking laptop rebooted? I'm the guy. <laughs> you got your passwords from like, a crypto account? Nope. I don't know. I don't know how to do that, but hey, I'm the guy you talk to when the internet's down. You can say, hey, unplug it for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, hello, ladies and gentlemen, to the second episode of Cats with Tin Hats. You're listening to Oliver. Wyatt. <laughs> Tucker. And today we're talking about Zodiac and the Zodiac Killer. Now before we get into spoilers about the movie, I'd just like to open up the floor. General impressions, what do you guys think? Tucker, you can go first. I think this, to me, this movie was... It's well done, it's well acted, There, there isn't a false note again. And... Mm. I think this is really where you can see the groundwork for Mindhunter really yeah. being laid down. Like, it, we were watching it. We ended up watching it again today. Yeah. And there is... The scene with uh, what, uh, John Carl Lynch? Yeah. With Arthur Lee Allen, right? Yeah. Like, he told me, work, he was just yeah. like, oh, like you, when you watch this, you you might see the Mindhunter scene or something that, like, when you see it, it's like, oh, that's Mindhunter and... Yeah, yeah, like, like for a solid minute, we thought he was in my yeah, because had, it yeah. was so, it was, it was he eerily it so perfectly, yeah, it was exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, it's crazy. It, it's like the same time period around there in the 70s, right, they're driving around in the same cars, and it's almost, it looks the same, the color grading's almost, mm-hmm. to yeah. me, it looks identical, but this, to me, um, the writing in it, especially, like, watching it a second time, uh, seeing the setup and payoff of a lot of these lines, um, it's it's well thought out, yeah. and somebody paid a lot of attention to the you know the crime reports and the documentaries that came out and all the stuff there. I think it's well done. Just like to point out, uh, Zodiac is directed by David Fincher, written by James Vanderbilt, based off the book of Robert Graysmith, who is the. Jake Gyllenhaal's character in the movie also starring alongside Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. as the main players in this film it's practically pre-Avengers guys yeah yeah, pretty much we got Mysterio we got Mysterio we got Hulk and Iron Man honestly because it's 2007 this yeah. is right a before, year before, right before Iron, Iron Man. Man yeah is this his first is this his first movie back after the the rehab and let me arrests? find out about that because I was wondering if this is the first one. Because if... I thought it was always Iron Man was the first one, so it might, it might. Yeah, you might be right. It might be this one. Which hell, it doesn't. Fuck it. The, the, the last couple scenes in this movie. I think because when was because everything's pretty close together. There's no major gaps I'm seeing because you got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was when? Which was two thousand and. I think he was done in two thousand five. Was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Zodiac was 2007. I, some, something wants to make me think that it's 2003. Was it when he got arrested. Mm. Stayed for 2000... Something happened there where he wasn't in maybe 2004. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. 2005, you said? Yeah. Man, maybe. Maybe. Shit, I don't know. Hey, I'm Robert, if you're watching this, let us know. <laughs> yeah, Come on the podcast. <laughs> you know, Robert's like, Honestly. yeah, I'm just dying to talk about that. <laughs> don't worry. Did we know Marvel Cop? He'll just be about... Everything else. Wait, he was in the Nice Guys. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. All right, about the it. yeah, it's about the porn industry and isn't it like detectives? Yeah, two cops, right? It's um, uh, two private investigators. It's Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling and 
Oh, but Russell Crowe. Yeah. Okay. I, I wanted to say him, but I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't know if freaking Javert is the guy. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might have been this first comeback after. Might have like kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Shit, man. Maybe I should fucking. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna research it real quick. Okay. What do you think about the movie? Uh, I loved it. Again, I rewatched it again today, but I played it at one and a half speed, yeah. which does get over one of my biggest complaints with the movie, which isn't a bad thing. This is intentionally created to be like this. It's slow. Yeah. yeah. The movie is very slow, and it's intentionally slow. Yeah. Mainly to resemble the case, the Zodiac case itself, where it just dragged on and on and on. And you can see the same thing in... Uh, Dark Waters, another film starring Mark Ruffalo about the Teflon uh, situation that was going on where Teflon caused cancer in different varieties. I, I haven't seen that film in a while. I haven't read up on that thing, so I'm not going to go into it. But let's talk about uh, Ted Cruz and the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> let's get into the movie and the facts about it. Uh, i just like to point out that there was no... Academy nominations for this movie. It won lots of small-time awards, but no Academy recognition. Really? You're bigger, Garland. At least a nomination for, like, best screenplay or something. Yeah, but sadly, nothing like that. Even cinematography or directing. Yeah, so cinematography was really good. None of that. Yeah. Which is... I like when you were saying, like, the one scene when, uh, when Robert Graysmith goes and visits uh, Paul Avery in, like, his, like, shack. Yeah. And, like, there's, like... And, like, he's, like, you know, sitting there, like... It'll like you know um, Robert Downey Jr.'s character Paul Avery there. He's like sitting in his couch and like you get like the sun like, hitting him yeah. and it's just, like it's wild. It's it's, it's yeah. a, such a very oh. cool shot and it's yeah. probably very simple to get. But it's like I don't know something about just like how he was lit up and then like Drake was all dark. And... You know what should get a nomination? What should have got a nomination? The freaking makeup, dude. Like, you're making yeah. it in 2007, and you have to cover... what? When did this start? 69? You have to cover 69... The se- all to the 70s. All the way through the, the 70s. To 80... To 91. 90, yeah. yeah. And then last scene's 91, right? You have yeah, to... The Apple. Like, imagine you have to cover 69 into the 70s and catch every single fashion choice, mm. every, you know, everything in that decade that has changed. It's like... It's like you almost have to, like, if you did, like, 2012, you'd have to have kids walking around with freaking Neff hats on. You know what I mean? Like, remember yeah. when we were in school? And then, like, the little changes that happened to get to 2020. Yeah. Like, something should have happened with the old age, like, aged up when Robert Downey Jr. opens up the door mm. and looks like hell. <laughs> and then later on when he's in the bar, where he's, like, watching yeah. the... It was a ball library, kid, or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah fucking yeah. library. Yeah. <laughs> all I could think of was fucking Lieutenant Dan. Is that bad? Like, that's all <laughs> I could think of. I'm like, he's fucking Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think one of my favorite things about this film is it embraces one of the scariest things about the Zodiac killings, which was it was probably one of the biggest puzzles mm-hmm. created by a serial killer. And that's what this movie is, is the puzzle. Is. Yeah, it's really still not like confirmed. And I think the craziest part about the puzzle is, is it wasn't like it was, it was also, you see in the movie, it was also everybody around creating it into more of a puzzle mm. with, 
false claims and some people wanting the the fame and the accolades yeah. of of being a, a serial killer, which I don't I don't get that, but <laughs> I mean like it it ended up being a complete and utter mess, Ooh. right? Because what was the um, the first woman who said that she was a Zodiac killer? Oh my film? god! Yeah, she said that she killed. She goes, she goes. Um, she says, "I'm the Zodiac killer." Oh really? How did you kill people with a gun? Wait, no. It's like a hammer. A like, hammer. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, uh. And Goose yeah. from Top Gun is interrogating her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like Goose and the Hulk having like a discussion at the crime scene. Like, let's go eat animal crackers. <laughs> Back on the cinematography, one of the coolest shots in this entire movie, which I can't remember where I've seen it replicated, but I've seen it replicated everywhere. The taxi shot, where it's bird's eye view as it's tracking through the last turn mm. before he kills the guy. Yeah, it's. Somehow he made GTA eerie. That's what I thought too when I saw that. They got the classic GTA camera style, which top down. It's like, okay, cool. But the way it's just. I don't know what it is about the slow tracking. Yeah. And then you're following the turn and it draws you and you're like, oh, where's this going to go? Where's this going to end up? To the final destination. It's like, he's dead. Which I think um, Nerdwriter1, a YouTuber who I highly recommend, did a whole video on David Fincher and how he films his movies. And the one thing that makes it so engaging is he follows every single minute detail of the human body. Which means if you nod your head, the camera nods with you. If you do a slight turn, the camera turns with you. Just to get immerse you even more into the movie and rewatching any of... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go tell him, eh? I would tell him. You guys keep, keep him going. Alright. And, and even rewatching this, knowing that Fincher does these move, camera movements and why it takes it like, for a hundred, a hundred takes to get one shot. It just really pulls you in, especially with a film like this. It just draws you right into the situation and tell what every character's thinking, what every person is going to do. You, you're, you're there with it. Because it's making you do those movements too, and and I I find that it highlights the movement more. Mm. Like for a scene, like I know we don't want to spoil anything, but the scene where Arthur Lee Allen is the the Mind Hunter esque scene that we were talking mm. about earlier, yeah. it's like he's sitting there, and and all you're attracted to while he's talking is all he wants to do is cover that watch. Yeah. He wants to touch it. He wants to cover it. He wants to pull it to his side. And it, and it's just highlighted, and it's great acting work by what was his name again? Uh, John Carroll Lynch. It's great. It's great character work by him, but also like you were saying, it's it's also behind the scenes with directing and with getting those movements. Yeah. And it it, it it totally takes your eyes straight to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he clearly shows you everything you need to see. Yeah. Even though he's hiding it in plain sight, it's not obvious what he's doing unless you know what he's doing because all of those minor movements are completely invisible mm-hmm. whenever you first watch it it's just like, um, I don't know if it's gonna really I don't think it really ruins it but the scene with him right when you know they you know they it's like are you the Zodiac killer and it's like if I was I wouldn't tell you it's like that's such a good giant fuck you to that yeah <laughs> right you know what I mean like it was just like such a like it was just like 
Like he made it sound like, oh, you. Right? And then he stands up and he put, as he's putting the watch back on his wrist, yeah. looks at them and goes, I really can't wait for the day. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. I can't wait for the day that cops aren't called pigs. And yeah. I'm like, and, and before, it in the letter, it's talking about um, something, something, pig, something, something, wouldn't you like to know, pig? And it's like, wait, are you calling back to that letter yeah. that you sent Arthur Lee Allen that yeah. we don't know for sure because... Because he's, he's dead. He died. He's he's dead. Dead. He died. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say we can get into spoilers now. All right, it good. came out in 2007. You can. Yeah, if you haven't seen it now, like, like oh, I, I haven't seen it until today, but. <laughs> I mean, if you want to watch it based on what we said, go watch the movie, come back to the podcast listening. If you don't really care and you just want to listen along, that's also fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I do want to highlight about this movie is to me, it felt more like a documentary. Oh, really? Because of how. It wasn't fanatical. There was nothing making this movie feel extreme. There was nothing making this movie feel glorified in anything. It was a play-by-play on all the events that happened. And even looking into it, there was very little fabrication in this movie. So watching it, I wasn't going, oh, this is so exciting. I'm like, oh... This is fucked. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I see what you're saying now because th- there's only one real scene where I kind of get got excited a little bit. And it's and it was like, oh, right? But I know what you're saying because it's almost like we were saying it's that slow burn mm. and nothing is left out. You're in it gives you the date of when a letter was received and then tells you it's I think one title card is a week later. Like, they literally, like, some of these years, they go, like, four-week chunks because there was just so much stuff. It's, like, it's completely different from, like, that Zac Efron movie. You know what I mean? Where it was, like, jumping time. The Bundy one? Yeah. Completely horrible something, something Extremely wicked or something. It was just, like, a completely different thing where it was, this one seemed like everything was nailed down and all the stuff not that not that the the Ted Bundy one they didn't do it I'm not saying that I'm just saying that this one seemed like they wanted to show everything yeah. you know and they didn't care about the the runtime mm. instead of like you know the Ted Bundy one okay. yeah was this one also you have every lead whether it was uh, Arthur Lee Allen whether it was the other guy I can't remember his name Cl- uh, the other guy what's the other guy's name which uh, guy? The, the copycat. Oh. The guy, the guy in the car. The guy in the car. Oh, he wasn't in that. I don't think they ever named him like no. uh, Rick oh. Marshall, but Rick we Marshall. never see yeah. him. Uh, but it's like, it never goes to, this is the guy, we got the guy, we got the guy. It's like, we think this is a guy. Have you got enough evidence? I don't know. Let's go get some evidence. We think this is a guy. What evidence do you have? This is not enough. Okay, let's go back. And it's that constantly throughout this movie. It, it does get frustrating after a bit, but again, that's what they were dealing with. That's how they were feeling about it too. And it's just... Oh, yeah. It's when that scene with um, Dermot Mulroney, yeah. he comes out and he's like, after they just found out, you know, I'm going to short form it to Lee, 
who they who they think is the prime suspect for the yep. Zodiac. Yeah. They find out he's ambidextrous, and now they're going to go, and they got both. And, and, oh, my God. It's going to be him. And then Dermot Mulroney comes out and pretty much bitch slaps the yeah. theory, and he's like, no, it. Ballistics yeah. failed. All this stuff yeah. that they got in that raid. And and then Ruffalo loses it, grabs his coat, and the chair goes flying. And then they have that conversation. She's like, what, do you want time off? In that scene, I'm like, no, dude, I'm with you. I'm fucking livid right yeah. now. Like, yeah. I'm like, come on, we all right. know. Because that was what, like, after... I was probably about four, five... No, I was like six years, I think, being on the case. Yeah. Right, and then finally, like, mm-hmm. I think we got the guy, and then it'd be like, yeah, no, we don't. And then just like... Mm-hmm. Like all that, basically all that work gone. And mm-hmm. the one, there's two lines that I, that really stuck with me. I had to dr- write a note down. Ruffalo, Ruffalo says in like this is later on. He said he says in a scene where they're in the diner. He says fingerprints and writing, fingerprints and handwriting. That's where this case lies. And. That's what he was saying. And then also there's a scene where Hall comes again to him after he gets kicked off a homicide. Mm-hmm. After Ruffalo gets kicked off homicide and he says, you know, he's looking in, um, Hall's looking into the Zodiac and he's getting more into it, wanting to write a book. And he goes and meets Ruffalo up front there. He's like, too much time has passed. People get old. They forget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Evidence gets lost. Yeah. Like, you, it was my job and we couldn't find him. What makes you think you can find him? Yeah. You know, and it was it just really brought to me, like we were saying, it started in '69. Yeah, they they finally got the the most evidence they could get in 1991. Like, yeah, wasn't that when Buddy finally Michael Majot? Yeah. When I think I'm pronouncing his name right. I apologize if I get it wrong, but. He came in in Ontario, California, and drew him out in the in the pictures. I mean, you think with this podcast talking about conspiracy theories, a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, the the generations where this happened to the people that were around during this time, around the people where a lot of these conspiracy theories lie, half of them will never ever be found if there was any truth in them because a lot of the people around the conspiracy theory have passed away or, right. you know, you know, other stuff has happened. Evidence has been lost and all that stuff. But Hey, I guess that's just time. Like, uh, RDJ says, this is the daily business. Like as in today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's enough of me talking. You guys talk. I guess on your point of like conspiracy and conspiracy theory, again, it, feels so heartbreaking that the story of the Zodiac Killer has to be aligned in that category. We were like 80% sure that it was uh, Arthur Lee Allen. All the evidence points to him, but because of his death from a heart attack just before he was going to go in for questioning about the murders, this will never be a concrete case this will always be subject to theory and speculation there is never going to be 100% answer to this yeah mystery and it's so infuriating five murders 37 alleged murders yeah yeah never going to be solved 
and there's new theories every day. Yeah. I think there's been 15 people who have come out and tried to claim that their dad was the Zodiac killer yeah. since the the first murder where he... Or sorry, the second the, the second letter that he says, this is the Zodiac speaking. Like, oh, when he ever, first confer- like, when he, yeah, yeah, when he first like, calls himself the Zodiac. Ever since then, I'm pretty sure there's been multiple people trying to say, oh, my dad was the Zodiac. And every time the... The um and every time they do, the evidence comes back negative. Yeah, you know it's never it's never been conclusive. But also, even with a lot of the suspects, it's non-conclusive. It's like, hey. but I mean, whatever. Do we want to start from the top of the movie and just run through? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, yeah, there's no point on. I this movie took me like four and a half hours to get through. Just pausing, writing notes. Mm-hmm. And half of them are just worthless notes. <laughs> just for me. <laughs> well, yeah. I think before we get into like the... The very beginning. The very beginning. Uh, it is worth noting that all the murders depicted in this movie are based 100% off of the written testimony of the victims. Nothing was glorified in them. Nothing was expanded upon. This is a play-by-play exactly how they were said. That being said, over to you. <laughs> yeah, this first, like the first scene in this uh, in this movie, it, it is. Uh, li- I was listening to other podcasts and stuff about uh, the Zodiac, and it is. They talk about he gets in the car, and um, Darlene Farron um, says to to Michael, "Hey." Why are you wearing so many layers? It's so hot. Like it. It was honestly said in mm. in the in the case. Like yeah. he wore a lot of clothes. They said it was because he was a little um, skinny, right? Yeah, he was a little skinny, and he was a little self conscious about that. So he wanted to make himself look a bit more like broad and filled mm. out. So he used to wear the layers and, and whatever. But I just want to point out with this first scene, like this scene terrifies me. Yeah, like. I'll drive at night and I'm scared of like dark patches of the road. Like last night I was listening to podcasts like Wyatt and I were driving around listening to the podcast and I didn't want to stop anywhere because I had to pee and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, dude, I got to pee. So we end up like stopping somewhere. It's dark and I am terrified because of that scene. Like it's scared. It was just a testament to the, the well filmmaking, but the one thing that I noticed He's driving a, a 60s Ford Mustang, like the oh. the killer. And there's like, in these in this first scene, there's a Mustang the killer's driving. In the next cut, where Gyllenhaal's going to work, there's a Mustang behind him driving. There's a Mustang parked on the street. The mail truck comes along, and there's a Mustang there, and then the mail truck comes and stops, and there's a Mustang right there, and I'm like, is it, okay, hold on, is this the same car, and it's like the Zodiac following the mail to see? Like, is that like a little thing they threw in there? Because I'm like, that's kind of cool. Because how popular of a car was that back in the I think it was pretty popular. I have right here, I have here, I'm like, Mustang is the car the killer used? Ford ad, question mark? <laughs> Mustangs everywhere? Mail scene? <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I'm just like, I think I think it was pretty a pretty popular car back then. But. And also on most 
cop procedurals today sponsored in some way by Ford. Like, every single one of them has a Ford somewhere in there. Yeah, honestly. Like, I think even uh, Ruffalo and... uh, You know what? I'm just going to call him freaking Ruffalo and, and Goose. What's it? What's that guy's name? It's not uh, uh, Anthony Edwards, is it? Or is Anthony it? Edwards, Inspector yeah. Dr. William Armstrong. So Ruffalo and Edwards are driving in a Ford Galaxy, too. Like, it's just Fords everywhere. But I, I don't know, right? So like, I just kind of looked up, like, how popular were they? And at least, like, this is, um, this is 64 to 65, but... Well, the Mustang was heavily advertised in the early days. Ford still only expected to sell around 100,000 units a year. That was quickly blown away. However, when the 22,000 Mustang orders were taken on the first day alone, by the end of the first year, a total of 400, 418,812 Mustangs were sold. So it was yeah, cool. a very popular car. Wow. So you know what? Maybe it isn't the Zodiac. Maybe it's just like... But still, you like... It, it, yeah. it, it is not. It's kind of a cool thing. It's like... You never know. And if, and if it's that many cars, it's a hiding in plain sight scenario. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, am I doing like a room 237 on it where I'm looking in a little too hard? You know, like that doc where it's like, hey, guess what? The, the you know, the buckets behind Jack Nicholson mean that this movie's about, I don't know, whatever. And it's like, okay, well, maybe they're just there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you for those who don't know, room 237, care to elaborate a little bit more on it? It's, um... Room 237 is pretty much a documentary following the the conspiracy theories and the and the thoughts of The Shining uh and Stanley Kubrick is like a genius when it comes to filmmaking. He started off being a photographer and they think that since he started with a single frame, he's able to stage shots in a way that mean more to the audience. But only if you watch it in certain ways and you catch what, like, certain pictures on the wall and what they mean, and there's through lines. And it goes into um, talking about the second world. They, like, they, they go in and they pretty much go along with different people and what their different beliefs are. They, they think that, you know, one guy thinks that it's for the Second World War because he's using a German typewriter and the summer of 42 is playing and you see Danny with the number 42 on a sweater. There's just, it's a bunch of things where you're like, oh, or Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing and, you know, Danny's wearing the Apollo. It's a really, it's kind of a cool watch, but sometimes it's a little far-fetched, but it's a good watch. It's okay. If you like The Shining, then might as well watch it. I feel like that's one we're eventually going to watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down. (laughs) Back on track with the uh, Ford Mustangs. Yeah. Um, I, the one thing that I really liked about this movie, like we were saying, there's no detail spared. It's like Mm. the, the, the credits at the beginning, like it's the credit, like directed by David Fincher. And then it's like Zodiac symbols, like it's dissolving into Zodiac. I'm like, Wow, even the credits are creative on this. Honestly. It's insane. I feel like it's also a dying art, though. Yeah. Credits in movies. They've gone from very fantastical form-fitting to just slap a name, done. Next name, done. We'll get over and done with. Yeah. Because there was a time where it was hand-drawn. Like, you watch any of those, like, old horror movies back in the day. Like, like, Psycho and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. 
It's all hand-drawn. It's insane. But So when they get the first letter with the cipher, it's split into three. So it goes to the Vallejo uh, Times, right? Uh, August 1st, San Francisco Examiner. Because he works... Yeah, so yeah, the Vallejo Times, yeah. So, so the Examiner, the Chronicle, and the Vallejo Times, it goes to. Yeah, so those three all got pieces of the what? cipher. Yeah. And I guess... A, so, or it says they hold on. It says each received an identical handwritten letter in an envelope without a return address, beginning, "Dear editor, I am the killer of the two teen- uh, teenagers last Christmas at Luke Her- uh, Herman." The letters contain details from the Zodiac killer's murders that only uh, the killer and the cops would would know. And he basically said, "Print this on the front in the newspaper by it was that evening's yeah. newspaper, or I'm gonna kill again." So the the but there was a three part um, cipher that they, they 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 had to claim. Yeah, the so note was the same. But yeah, you were. Yeah, it was like sorry. sent to three, but the 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 murder that he was talking about at Christmas was Dar- David Faraday and Betty Jensen. You don't you don't see the you don't see it in the movie because we start off with the second. One right, right. yeah, because the first murder was sixty eight, right? Sixty eight, yeah, the, like December sixty eight. Uh, yeah, I think I, this, was it December twentieth? Or no, that was the first one, or the second one, right? No, 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 the the second. Oh, it is December twentieth, nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, seventeen year old David sec- Faraday and a sixteen year old girlfriend Betty Lou Jensen. Yeah, were and, shot to death. Yeah, they were shot to death, and then, and um, sixty nine July fourth. Yeah, July fifth, sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah, like early morning ish, right? Uh, it was or yeah, early in the morning doesn't say, um, but. Yeah, this is early in the morning on July fifth. Darlene uh, Farron. Yeah, and Darlene Farron. And then um A twenty two and her boyfriend, uh, Mike. Michelle. Michelle, yeah. or I probably you know completely screwed that up, and I apologize. Age of nineteen, we're sitting in the park, um, remotely in the Valajo location, where oh, yeah. then he came behind him and they thought it was a cop. Get your you know go get your you know IDs out, and then that's when you know. Yeah. She, she shot. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, go on. But, so, the letter comes in, and the scene where they're all sitting, it looks like a situation, it's the situation, yeah. and they're all like... Trying to decipher it, right? Yeah, they're trying to, yeah. they're, they're like... But the FBI, isn't it, is it the FBI's? Yeah, like, and then central intelligence, yeah. it's sent in like yeah. six hours, ten hours, twelve hours, and then it cuts to... <laughs> a history teacher and, and his wife, wife in at California breakfast. and breakfast. Do you want to try? Yeah, do you want to try a crack at this? Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, why not?" Sometimes you just like a good puzzle. <laughs> yeah, and they wind up like cracking it, cracking the biggest part of this, of this, you know, this whole case. Really, they cracked it open, and Jake Gyllenhaal's character, you see, he's like a cartoonist. Yeah. But you see right from the get go the interest. To getting it. You know what I mean? Like, you can see it. He jots down the Zodiac letter. Yeah. He's trying to get it done. And um, you can see right from the get-go, you're like, that he's interested in it, and he wants to figure out who it is. And so, you know, then we we meet uh, RDJ, who, uh, you know what? He's, he's, pr- pretty good. he's pretty good in this movie. I think with this character... It's a, I, I want to do a little more research into the actual person. Paul Avery? Yeah, and just see, like, what... 
Like, what a time to be alive in the 70s, mm. to be a reporter just, like, on the... You know what I mean? Like, it's a little wild, but... Anyway, so then we we got the uh, the second letter where the names come in, and this is where Robert Gray Smith cracked the... Um, you know, uh, the, the name. No. The, the most dangerous game. Yeah. The, yeah. Mo- the movie in 1932 was an RKO movie, and... It was like a book that Arthur Lee Allen read in high school. And it was his favorite book, mm-hmm. apparently. So then we get into the second murder, which happened in September. Yeah, uh, September 27th, yeah. 1969 in yeah. Napa, California at Lake Baradessa, if I'm not yeah, wrong. Yeah, Lake Baradessa. And so or something like that. it was two, I don't... Uh, it was a young couple, uh, Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartnell. And we get there, and this is this is the the I account of uh, Brian. Yeah. This is where we get the illustration for the Zodiac Killer. This is the infamous illustration, one of the infamous illustrations with the executioner style yeah. hood yeah. And, and the yeah. symbol on the chest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the this is where because he they end up getting tied up and getting stabbed. Brian actually live to tell the tale this is the second time the zodiac has killed the the woman and the man has stayed alive like was it just weird like think of like you know just reading it here and even in the movie it has it right where like he stabs them kills you know kills unfortunately you know fortress and Celia shepherd you know died and but thank god you know brian hartnell he started you know he was lucky enough to survive but the fact that like after he did that you know little, you know just act of horror he uh i think it's hold on let me do it, double check then he goes and uh goes goes to their car door and leaves a note for the cops being was saying what he did mm. which is i just fucking fucked yeah and it was a it was a car magia it's the same car that um andy drives in pretty in pink well yeah it's the same kind of cars that uh Molly Ringwald drives. Oh, yeah. I only know because my mom loves that movie. No, and she enough. always wanted to Carmagee after watching that movie. Oh, fair enough. And that's a good movie. I don't know what conspiracy theory we're going to do, but let's watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the Zodiac Killer. It was Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Molly, Molly Ringwald is the Zodiac. Oh, actually. Oh, so like, Yo, fuck Ted Cruz. It's Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Ted Cruz is like the politician? Nah, dog. But, um, I never, like, in the movie, you see him sketching that picture out. Like, yeah. You see him sketching out the... Was that the, made, that, was that uh, drawn by, uh, Robert? Robert yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, after this, um, after this murder... The, Two weeks later, he, on October 11th, he kills, uh, the tax driver. Paul Stein, Paul right? Paul Stein, yeah. In so, San Francisco. We were talking about that cab scene. The eeriest part of it is, when you think about it, he hops in that cab, yeah. sits in the back, and listens to the radio talk about, about him. him the entire drive. Yeah. yeah. About how like they get in like arguments where it's like, oh well, you know, they're only they're only killing the hippies and oh whatever. And then some guy calls him, he's like, that really offends me and all this <laughs> stuff and whatever, right? So. Um, then this is where Mark Ruffalo yeah. and, um, 
Murphy. Anthony Edwards yeah. are introduced to it to a phenomenal scene. As far as I'm yeah. concerned, when they're breaking down the crime scene, yeah, seeing how that works and how you go for like a play by place, going through every, every scenario that could happen. I love it when he's like, "Well, why would you get in the front? Because I'm an idiot." But no, you're not an idiot mm. because you waited for him to put it in park because you didn't want him to squeal his tires and go forward. It's yeah. like the the intelligence level and yeah, in yeah. not only the writing but the actual people in yeah. that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the actual two detectives. Yeah. Uh, I think his name's Tochsky, and I don't know who Anthony Edwards plays. Um, Bill William, something. So Anthony Edwards plays Inspector William Armstrong. And then Mark Ruffalo plays David Tochi or Tochki, Tochki. yeah. So the intelligence between those two guys and the writing to write it down, it's it's wild to me. That scenes that scene's actually really well done. Oh yeah. And especially like when you were saying too, like, you know, like why did he get in the front seat? Because he's an idiot. No, you're not. And then it's like, well, like, why did he fall on the right? He grabbed his neck and then shot him, and then that's why it's it was, it was just like the like stuff that like us wouldn't know, but they're like, no, it's because he did this. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, that makes sense. And then I think this is also the most infuriating part of this whole case, mm-hmm. which comes back a little later on in the movie, and we'll get to eventually. Oh, but when uh, I think I know what you're talking about the first uh, bio of the shooter was a black male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which caused this guy to get away, which we'll probably get down later on the road. But it's just a good example of racist bias in the police department. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, because, like, didn't they know at first it was a white guy they were looking for? Well, I think it's just standard procedure back in the day, just say... African-American and then... Because you constantly hear uh, Dave Chappelle joking about it. I think one of his jokes going at you hate bailing out your friends in the police department because as soon as you walk in the door, you fit a bio for at least 50 different cases. Yeah, and it's, it's horrible. Like, he, that's, that's one thing. Like, the guy, the Zodiac killer, as far as they say, uh, the, if, the guy that fit the description perfectly walked right by the two cops yep. because they were looking for the wrong person. They were looking person. for a blackmail. And even and though he had blood on him, they didn't stop and question him, the guy. He, felt, he fit the description fully, but he was white. What's he had the crew cut? The description, yeah. Stocky. Stocky, crew cut with reddish breathing. brown yeah. hair and 245 to 250 pounds. He was yeah. a, he was a he's hefty a heavy guy. Dude. And, and then, I think he was five foot nine or something. Yeah, he was short. And then he walked by. And then, then the brother Mark was like, you know, was that was it Mark Ruffalo or was it... Uh, it was him questioning. It was him? Okay. Yeah, yeah when it was like, I thought, well, yeah, it's okay, it was him then. Who was like, did you see blood on him? And the cops were just like... Like, like they didn't fit the bio, right? And it was just like, it's like they would he, like it's just it was insane that he just he got away and mm-hmm. you know and because even he was like you know the, the you know it was a white male how did you know oh because we didn't know it you know it wasn't fixed at the time it's just like it was crazy like right. also fun part about this movie is the first two times you see the Zodiac it is played by Richmond Arquette. This time, when you see Zodiac in the back of the cab, it's played by Bob Stevenson. Really? So even the movie plays around with, oh, who is the Zodiac killer? Yeah. It's a different actor each time. Yeah, That's what movies. I thought. That's what I thought, because I'll, I'll talk about that a little later once we get into the other scene, because mm. I thought that too, because it, it aligns with the the con, the conspiracies or the thoughts yeah. with this. Like, um, There's a... There's a, in these next couple scenes where the 
they get um, the letter in, and it has the piece of the bloody shirt from Paul Stein. Mm-hmm. They're then you know Tochki and Bill come in, and they they're looking and they're like, okay, has anybody not touched this letter? In this newspaper, and I think that this is really, it's really commenting on how hard it was with every, like, having newspaper reporters trying to solve it. Well, it's like, no, there's an actual police case happening. Yeah. It's like, when you get sent this, please do not touch it. Yeah. And, like, it, it's insane, but there's a, an absolutely great setup and payoff line where Tochki Ruffalo... Where's this gun holster on the side of his on the side, right? And uh, Gyllenhaal comes by and he's like, "Well, that Tochki guy, he wears his gun the same way as Bullet with Steve McQueen." Later on in the movie, they they go to uh, River Riverside, I want to say Riverside, California, when um, Paul Avery says, "Oh, they think that they linked a case from '66." Yeah. So he goes there, and fuck, they get into like an argument. Ruffalo's like, "You just, you just fucking ruined this case. Like, I hope you know that this just threw us off for an, an, a whole other week." Yeah. And fucking RDJ RDJ turns around and goes, "Hey, Bullet, are you gonna solve this case or what?" And I'm like, "Oh, fuck!" A little callback to <laughs> yeah. that line. And I'm like, "God, with that freaking RDJ flair, where he's like, I don't give a shit who you are, man. Like, are you gonna do it or not, yeah. man?" Yeah. But fair enough. He, he's great in this movie. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes just a clusterfuck for evidence. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because then you get the scene where it's like, well, what happened here? Well, you got to call Vallejo. Okay, so they call Vallejo. Well, then you got to call this. And then you got to get this. And then I want to fax you something. We don't have fax yet. Okay, I'll mail you. Okay, I'll mail you back. Okay, this. And it's like phone, 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 phone call, and, and nothing. Favorites. Hey, where it says, oh, I, don't, I didn't get my fingerprint things back from you guys. I'm holding this evidence. So- yeah, and it's, it's like, like right there, back, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's just... With, with all this going on back in the 70s, if the Zodiac was to still be active today, how do you think he would have operated? Like, in today's time? Yeah. If, I think in, if it's today's time, he would have caught by now. Yeah. But, like, would it still be mail? Would it be... No, it'd be, honestly, social media. I don't know. Because then they could trace him. Yeah. But I, I also... I think it'd be different. The motivation would be different, right? Because when you look at the Zodiac, his whole motivation was to get noticed. Because yeah. then you get you get told that he wanted people to wear buttons of the Zodiac and all this stuff. Like, if you look into it, it, it was all about notoriety. But you wouldn't... Like, for a lot of the today's generation, who's reading the newspaper? That's a thing, yeah. right? That's what I think he would have done. I think it'd be some dark web shit. Those are the guy would have been some unhackable, untraceable. Like some, you know, it pains from like Russia to like you know, America to Canada to like the you know, Asia to back to you know Europe somewhere to then whoever. Yeah. I think I very well. I think it would be hacked into iPhone or like Twitter news, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my yeah, guess. Yeah, like yeah, he might somehow get into it. They're aggro, you know. That's like, a good question. You know, going to a fucking yeah. Zuckerberg's fucking goddamn system. And- Yo, fuck the Zuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you also have the this new form of web series where people like um, Marble Hornets, Seventy Broad, stuff. Uh, Don't hardly be unscared. Where they create these long form stories about like corruption about murder and stuff like that would it have played 
a similar part in that as a massive puzzle to fit together when he posts like his victim saying, hey, this is uh, Zodiac coming at you live, yada, yada, yada. Come find me, bitch. Or, like, <laughs> I know, that'd be kind of interesting. Honestly? Like, how would that work today? Because also then you've got to think of the police side. It wouldn't be, they've got email. It wouldn't be facts. Mm-hmm. There would be so many, so much more advances, even in the storing of documents. But they yeah. wouldn't have to go through boxes and boxes and boxes of different files. Imagine being Robert Graysmith. Mm. Like, just working your ass off just to get into the Vallejo Police Department to look at files. It's like, oh, actually, dude, those uh, those files are on Google. Yeah, just Google it. Yeah, it's like, uh, what the fuck, dude? Like, how pissed off are you if you were Robert Graysmith today? You're like, dude, you know how hard I worked for that? You know how many people I walked into their house and almost feel like I got axe yeah. murdered? Oh, the one guy. How does that? He's he was somehow connected. Oh. Same. First time I watched the movie, I thought that the guy looking at the background of this movie and like who Robert Grayson was. I thought he was going to get killed. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I for sure thought. Oh, that's that, that's the Zodiac. That's how I'm saying the Zodiac. You know, you know, you know. Come in my car. Oh no, I got my car over there. Okay, so always follow me then. Okay, cool. Walks his door. It's like okay, whatever. Like, but then it's like asking these questions and it's like oh, like he's in a trick. The, the who's this friend again? It was uh, Rick Marshall. Rick Marshall. His friend that they were saying. Yeah. I don't know his name. Who the guy? Who was it? Rick Marshall. Was he the? Was he the weirdo? Rick Marshall's buddy. It starts with a B, maybe. Or was it Brian? No, no that uh, guy. Uh, B, 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 maybe Bo. B, B, B. No, it's a housekeeper. Bob Vaughn, Bob Vaughn, Bob I think Vaughn. his name was. He owned a uh, movie Bob house. Vaughn. Yeah, this guy, yeah, Bob Vaughn. So, yeah, so... for Holy crap, for a second, when you pulled it up on IMDb, it showed Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, and I was like, wait, Bob Vaughn was involved in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? What? Maybe. Oh, uh, Bob, get on the podcast, pal. But yeah, like, I, I, <laughs> I for sure lot. thought... I for sure thought so, you know he was connected to the Zodiac killer, and then like how you know he was just like you know oh did you like you know did he ever give you like a tin of film that you didn't he told you not to open and he was like yeah but then he came back like seventy two seventy two or seventy one or seventy two to, to get it back and he's like you know oh you never opened it no and then it's like and then it's like oh come to my basement and I can I I I have everything down there and then how uh, Mark Art no, yeah, Mark Ruffalo was like search in California for houses with basements and. Because there's not a lot there. There's not yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. And I for sure thought, I'm like, oh, he's getting, he's getting shot. And then when the freaking, you hear the steps, yeah. and he looks up, and it's like the freaking Goonies, and you're like, oh my god, dude, there's somebody upstairs, yeah. and then the teapot starts squealing, yeah. it's like, get I, the fuck out of there, bro! And then, was like, and then I was like, you know, like, um, what was the name again? Rick Marshall? The friend. Yeah. Right, right? Where it's like... Rick Marshall. Rick yeah. Marshall, right? Where he was just like, where, um, where Grayson was just like... You know, it's like, oh, like, you know, he drew the, you know, he, he, he made this poster. And he was like, no, he didn't. It's like, what do you mean? I did that. It's like, oh. So now it's like, oh, now I get my mind going. It's like, oh, wait. So if Rick Marshall is a Zodiac killer or connected somehow with a Zodiac killer, did you do all the, 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 the did he tell you, hey, these symbols mean this, put them in this order for me? So like, maybe did he do it? Not knowing. Well, Rick Marshall. It ended up being proven that he wasn't the he he wasn't the guy. He wasn't the guy unfortunately, but it was the it was the closest and and uh, Vaughn there. He wasn't he wasn't tied, and I I don't know for sure how that all goes. But 
I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like it's, it's freaky. Like, right? I know when it's almost like you walked into Dracula's fucking castle, bro. It's like yeah. it's like almost in fighting the vampire. Everything he did was like you know it's like oh you know he can go upstairs and check if you want. It's like oh I'm gonna go okay click with the light. It's like oh my god, dude, that's my worst fear with nobody in the basement. Yeah. As a kid, you yeah. shut the light off and you, and you book it. You, you book know, it. I don't care if it's know. the main. Floor. I still do that. Yeah, me too. I'm 25 years old and when I'm back at home, I still do that. <laughs> me too. You know what? I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> because you're scared of fucking Bob like, Bob. Because it's like, I can be in the basement. Like, as long as if I'm in the basement and it's dark, that's fine. I can do that. I can walk around, you know, because I know my health layout. But the second thing, I know i got to get upstairs. And I'm like, click the light. It's like, it's like I'm stretching, click the light. And I'm like, you know, I'm like halfway up the stairs. And I'm trying to click that. I'm trying to stretch my goddamn monkey arms out. Have you ever done, have you ever done the gallop? Up the stairs where you use your arms yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, I still go upstairs like that. <laughs> where you like, yeah, it's you almost just, like you're climbing you a ladder yeah, too. Yeah. And you're like, it's yeah, like, yeah, like, like okay, not like, like we're not like horse guys, but yeah. like, you know, <laughs> well, you know I, I, I still like it. Hey, if you're, <laughs> hey, we're not shaming anybody here. No, man, I, I still do that. I'm 25 and I still do that. Dude, I it's do fun. that all the time. And it's the best way, it's the quickest way to get upstairs than, you know, than, you know, I don't know why. You know, so, I just, you know, like a dog. You know what's insane? You, you know what's lazy. insane about this? In 91, he gets identified. That's eight years before I was born. That's 20... That's four years before I was born. 29 years. 29 years ago. You know, I hear some... I'm just like, reading this on this website. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, so the last time this website was updated, so again, you know, I'm not taking credit, um, was updated. Which website? Uh, it's, well, like, it's called... It's called biography.com, uh, and then... Before I say it, this is messed up. So, the website is the biography.com website, um, and then the article just typed in Zodiac Killer Biography. We can put a link in the description, probably, too. Because, so, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? And it seems like these guys like do their research, and, it's, and it says, like, if there's anything wrong, let us know, we'll get rid of it, right? Sure. So, this was last updated, just like this last December, December 20th, I think it said, or 14th of 2020. So, um, so case update. In 2020, after more than 50 years, amateur code breakers solved the Zodiac Killer cipher. I don't know which one. The, the code message read, I hope you're having lots of fun trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up, brings up a point about me. I'm not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to a paradise. And a sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everybody else has nothing where they can... Uh, Paradise. Read, read, they can never reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I'm not afraid because I know that my new life is life where it'd be easy. One in paradise, death. One in a paradise, death. That's a that's a pretty big thing. Fifty years. Fifty years. So and this, I don't know when exactly it was. When did it say when in twenty twenty? But apparently, yeah, like fifty years later. I don't know what cipher, what which one they decoded if. I don't know. Oh, there was well, like, like 30 of them sent. Yeah, I think it was as soon as... 51, um, yeah, 51 years old. Oh, sorry, go on. As soon as Netflix put it on last year in like North America, there was a major boost in news articles about it. Like It just came back into circulation, which I think more people... Like, that's how it got my attention, and I finally watched it. Yeah. Again, with COVID happening, people could finally sit down and go, you know what, I'm bored. Let's try and tackle something like this. Yeah, and just see not, what's going right? on. Honestly, right? So, yeah. So, here's some more about it from the New York Times. So, um, 
It took 51 years to crack um, one of the ta- uh, one the taunting messages written in code and attributed to the Zodiac Killer has been solved according to the FBI. The mysterious 340-character cipher was mailed to the uh, San Francisco Chronicle in November 1969. Uh, it does not reveal the killer's identity, but it does build up the image as an attention-seeking killer who revealed in terrorizing the Bay Area in the late 60s. And then, like I said, I hope you were having... Was, wait, is, more, is there more? Hold on. I hope you're having lots of fun trying to catch me. I'm not afraid of the cast chambers. Are two of the dark uh, boats in the message, according to David Orchak, a software developer in Virginia, who said he, de- uh, he, deciphered the, he decrypted the cipher with help of Sam Blake, an applied mathemat- mathematician in Melbourne, Australia, and Yaro van Eyck, a warehouse operator and computer programmer in Belgium. So all smart dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, Mr. Orchak, who runs a website and YouTube series about the Zodiac Killer ciphers, said he was excited to have solved the code after 14 years of trying to break it. 14 years. 14 years. He tried years. breaking this thing and he wow. finally broke it. But it, but he said he was also worried about the effect it might um, have to the victims and families. Uh, the message in the cipher. I don't see it. Uh, so the message. The cipher. I don't see it being helpful to them. He said it's more of the same junk that the killer linked, or liked to write about. It just intended to hurt people and make them afraid. So yeah, like it's it, insane. Like we, fourteen years. Should we try a video where we get his first cipher, which was fairly common to solve with the same books that um, it's like Code Breakers. And yeah, code there's breakers. three books. Yeah. Right? Code Breakers, the Zodiac, the Zodiac. Symbol like book. Yeah, it's like medieval medieval time, but they yeah. had like a during the the medieval era they had zodiac yeah. alphabet. Should we like one that used to do a video where we each take it in turns and see if we can crack the first three ciphers sent out, like the combination, and see if we can get the message, and just see how long it would actually take us if we were limited to those three books and the ciphers. Because even Gyllenhaal in the movie breaks it down because. Yeah. RDJ and him are at the bar after they drink those uh, blue drinks. The uh, <laughs> blue, blue, it starts with a V. What are they called? Blue. Oh, blue. Da, 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 da. I was going to write that down too. Oh, what are the drinks? Honestly, it's Aqua Velva. Aqua That's Velva. what it's yeah, called. Yeah, it's got like, an umbrella on it yeah, and everything. Aqua and RDJ's Velva. like, this can't be ignored anymore. What the hell yeah. is that? <laughs> Takes a swig. Smash cut to the That's <laughs> that so good. Though. They're hammered, but. He runs him through how it gets solved, yeah. right? Like how how there was a two L's, two L's, and then that means kill because that's yeah. the most common used word. So and all that stuff. We're gonna get some aqua valvas, and we're gonna try and pray. We're gonna get drunk. We're gonna podcast it, trying to solve it. I'm gonna get fed up. Google. I'm like, I did it, guys. And then, can't have Google. Dude, I can't have dr- Google. You have to tap out. No, I get shit. Dude. get shit and pretend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened, but right back. When I get drunk, I have a hard time finding out how to call. It. Like I have a hard time punching in the cab phone number. Let alone like, let alone these guys being absolutely shit faced, going like, "Yeah, if you do the two L's, then you find kill." I'm like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, what is it? How do I call the freaking pizza joint?" Whoa. And that is the end of part one of us talking about Zodiac. Join us next week for part two. This has been Oliver. Wyatt. And Tucker. Thanks for tuning in.